Proverbs 24 tonight. We'll be in Proverbs chapter number 24. We'll look at the uh, last half of the chapter this evening towards the back of uh, the end of Proverbs 24. And so uh, we'll read a few verses tonight. And of course, we've been in uh, the book of Proverbs looking at the people of Proverbs. And uh, we've been in this series for some time. We're going to look at another character tonight, but from a different angle. And uh, we'll continue in this series. And I'm not sure how much longer we'll be in. I was talking to a few people today. And, of course, the Great Commission series and this series. And and I said, I wish it was more complicated than this. And it's like, well, how long are you going to be in this one or this one? It's like, uh, I'll just keep, the Lord just keeps giving me messages. And one day I'll try and think of one. And there'll be nothing there. And that's how I know uh, when it's time to move on. I wish there were some great spiritual thing over that. It's like the Lord shut the mind off, so we're moving on. So far, we've got a long way to go in this series, and so I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord does tonight. Proverbs 24, look at verse number 30. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. I want you to notice the first phrase of verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful. We see the slothful, but more specifically, the field of the slothful. Now, I'm going to try my best not to get tongue-tied tonight. Uh, But we're going to look this evening at lessons from the slothful's field. Y'all want to say that quickly with me tonight? Uh, But we're going to look at lessons from the slothful's field. Father, help us tonight as we look into your word. May some truths and some principles, uh, may they uh, remind us of the importance of uh, paying attention to uh, the details of our life and things that are going on in our life, the choices we make, decisions we make. And uh, Father, I pray that you would use your word tonight. May we be better uh, uh, servants of yours because of what's done this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We look, I went to the field of the slothful. We'll see the word slothful. We'll define that in just a moment. But we see the result that comes from someone being slothful. Oftentimes, we look at character flaws in our own life, and we minimize their effect. We look at the character flaws in somebody else's life, and we maximize, or we pay more attention to what we see as a character flaw or what we think is a character flaw uh, when we really ought to be looking at our life and the results of us not having the character that we should, us not having the principles that we should. That's why I know we live in a world where everybody is supposed to get a lollipop if their feelings get hurt, but we still need to be training our young people to have character, to have some integrity, to do right because it's right. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't use excuses of why we came up short or why we failed or why we made a mistake. Uh, Didn't we do that when we were like five? Why did you do that? Because they did it first. Well, fast forward, now you're 55 and doing that. I mean, that's just our society today. That's That's not a good way to live. There's results. The point I'm making is there is a fruit of our character. There's a result of... Decision upon decision upon decision upon decision, when we have these character flaws or we exhibit some of the things that we've seen in Scripture that are not good things to exhibit. So tonight when we get into the outline, I'm going to give you some some facts, some observations about the field of the slothful and then what our reaction should be 
or what we should do when it comes to the field of the slothful. Well, let me give us a definition, first of all, of the slothful. Inactive, sluggish, lazy, indolent, idle. Just not productive. Just, hey, here I am. Um, lazy, well, we have a, we have a, we have, oh, the lazy is one of the worst character traits we can have. We all ought to be working hard, and we all got some lazy in us, especially on Sunday morning about 9.30. We all got some lazy in us. Uh, we all got things that we, well, I just don't really want to do that, or I don't feel like doing that. Um, and we need to be reminded it's not, we shouldn't just do things that we feel like doing it when we feel like doing it. When we're supposed to do something, we should do it whether we feel like it or not. Uh, well, if I was really closer to the Lord, I'd feel better about doing that. Well, do it anyway. Get closer to the Lord. But you still should do it because it's right to do. But the slothful is just inactive, sluggish, lazy, idle, eh, whatever. Um, there's a result. There's a fruit of that. There's the field. That which belonged to the slothful. We've already read the scripture. It's in disarray. You can make that application, that field. You can say it's the life. It's that which they're responsible for. It's their home. It's, their, it's the, the things that God has given them to steward. It's, well, they're not, they're not like a fool would be and just spending it spending it all on the world. They're just not doing anything with it. They're just, and it's, it's a warning to our teenagers and to those of us who've been in this church for a while. If you're not careful, you'll get complacent because we've got it pretty good as a church. I mean, we, we, God blesses us. God meets with us. We, we go to church with some, not perfect people, but we go to church with some good people. Some bad ones too, but some good people. And if we're not careful, we take what God has given us to steward. There's, there's, the, there's the verse to whom much is given, much is required. And so, well, well, God's given us. If you're not careful, we can just take what God has given us and just be, huh. Not hate it. Not sell it like Esau sold his birthright. But just be idle with it. Just let it end up in disarray. And we need to be very, very careful in our own life that there's a lot of things that happen because we didn't, intent, we didn't do things on purpose. Uh, all, what we're doing as a church is you know, God's been blessing us. We've been seeing people saved for, for years. We've been seeing lives changed through, through, through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God for years. But what we're doing recently is just reminding ourselves, hey, we did, we can't, it's not just going to happen. I've prayed about it. Lord put it on my heart. I've prayed about it a long time. We're going to double. It's a double portion year. Okay, I'll see you all at the end of the year. No, you gotta, we got to do something with it. We've got to take action. And I would say this is the downfall of a lot of Christians. If I can say it like this, they just exist as a Christian. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd rather you be sitting on the pews than not on them. But it would all be better that, to take the opportunity we have and do something with it. You know, our, the children, our children that, are, that grow up and our young adults, that are, we're going to have graduates just coming Friday, Friday evening. They've had a good education. 
They've had a superior education to where, what else they can get. They've had character training. They've had an investment. It's not a matter of whether or not if they come through our schools, they get a superior education. It's all going to come down. After they get that diploma, what are they going to do with it? Huh, I went to Christian school. Huh, I got a good education. Huh, I got people who invested in me. Huh, what is it? It's the field of the slothful. Now, at first, you don't see any results of that. But we ought to get a good visual by living in Florida. It's May, almost June. The grass is growing. Wait a few weeks to cut your grass. You'll notice a difference. If you, as a Christian, are going to be slothful, day one, you get up and it's, you don't see that much of a difference. But give us some time. And you'll see the disarray. Here's a man that comes by and he says he went by the field of the slothful. I, 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 I think it happens this way as he's describing. He didn't go looking for this individual. He didn't go looking for this. He just passed by took notice of this field and made, an, made a quick assumption, this is the field of slothful. Well, Pastor, right there I see a problem. He should not have been judging. Cut your grass and they'll about judge you. He shouldn't have been judging. He shouldn't have been. Well, he went by. He wasn't looking for it. And, and bear in mind, he didn't go tell, the scripture doesn't tell us he went and told somebody else what he saw. And that's why, and there's a lot of, you know, that, that's a whole other point. But he looks in this field of the slothful, and there's some lessons that we can see here. And I'll get into them very quickly tonight. Lesson number one, the slothful's field is owned by a man who lacks wisdom and understanding. The slothful's field is owned by a man who lacks wisdom and understanding. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. You find somebody who squanders their, a field, squanders a vineyard, squanders a home place, squanders their opportunity growing up in a Christian home, squanders the fact that they're part of a church like this squanders the, the marriage that God gives them, the home God gives them, the opportunity to rear their children, squanders the talents and abilities that God gives them, the opportunities, squanders that, you'll find a man who doesn't have wisdom. Because if we had the wisdom, we would take what God's given us and we would use it to profit His work. We would use it to His honor and glory. And He's void of understanding. Because if they understood what taking certain things and apply them to their life will do or neglecting certain things will do, they wouldn't neglect it. You know, and let me just interject here. This is why God puts people in our life. This is why kids have parents. Because there's some things they, kids you don't know. This is why God gives you a pastor. There are certain situations you need some extra wisdom. If you had the understanding, there's things you would do differently. 
We, we, we end up with that field, the slothful field is owned by a man who lacks wisdom and understanding. Again, we're looking at this series, looking, trying to look at these characters, look at these situations as the Bible reflects them, as the Bible shows them, so that we can learn some things, so we can avoid some things, and so we know how to respond to it. So, number one, the slothful field is owned by a man who lacks wisdom and understanding. Well, it, it, it appraised for... But you give it some time and it declines and the value goes down and down and down. How valuable is our heritage? People that, I'll use the word ordinary. They're not ordinary as far as heaven's concerned, but they're ordinary men and women who shed their blood so you and I could have this Bible tonight. Put a price on that. By the way, that's, not why, that's, why, that's one reason why I'm not taking Baptists off a of church side. Because people who died... For the name Baptist, for the belief Baptist. You can't put a price on that. But you can squander it. You can not have the understanding of just doing nothing with it, what will take place. Number two, the slothful's field is a loss of potential. The slothful's field is a loss of potential. As a pastor, there's several things that I wish, you can't do this, but I wish that I had the power and ability to walk up to somebody, open up their head, and put some knowledge in it and close it. And when I say some people, I mean all of you. No, there's, so, there's just some general things that when you deal with people all the time, and people you love, people you care about, you get to know people. And you see the needs that they have, and you're like, I wish they could just grasp this. But one of the things that, there's several things like that, but one of them I wish I could just walk up to somebody and open it up and put it in their mind, they get it, is the potential that they have for the Lord. Do not sell yourself short of what you can be used by God for. Do not underestimate what God can do with you. Pastor, I don't have any talent. It's not about you. It's about God. And everything that God has ever done, he's used ordinary people to do it. Because we're all ordinary. But God does supernatural things. Don't underestimate your importance, church member, to this church. You make a difference whether you're here or not. You make a difference whether you're of one accord. It makes a difference as you grow. If everybody in here grows closer to the Lord this week, what does that do for our whole church? If everybody grows in a Christian life this year, what does that do for the strength of our church? Don't underestimate that. Uh, the slothfuls feel is a loss of potential. You read this, the, 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 it's all grown over with thorns and nettles and the, the wall's broken down. And I mean, you look at that, I mean, have you ever done it? Look at the place and say, man, if somebody just put some effort into that, that could be a beautiful place. Man, if somebody just cleaned that up, it would be, it's got, what could that have been if somebody just realized it and put the effort in? At one time, there was no thorns and nettles. At one time, the wall was not in disarray. At one time, a passerby would stop and look at it and say, wow, what a place. Look at that. 
but it's a loss of potential. One of the greatest tragedies when it comes to spiritual matters is unused and untapped potential for God. And by the way, that's why the devil fights so hard for it. That's why he fights hard for our children and the young people, and he fights so hard for that. And it's why, as, as a pastor, that, that, that it's important that I don't, I don't ever compromise when it comes to, the, to, the, to our young people, that next generation. It's important for you, Mom and Dad. It's important for you. Not, why? Because that's potential. And when an older generation sells out a younger generation, it's, it's, it's no wonder to say, well, the church, I mean, where's, that old, where's the generation? You compromised, and you lost them. What'd you do? You kill the potential for your own church. We have to be reminded the slothful's field is a loss of potential. Um, I've had this conversation many times over the last week with the banquets and the graduations, and you think about how many banquets now that I've uh, attended and, and all the different things, and the comments been made several times. It's like, you know, well, you know, it's like, you know, I'm still looking good, but my teachers are really getting old, you know, and all those kind of things, you know, and all these different things. You know, it adds up, it adds up. It's like, man, it is, where did time go? Where did time go? What a, what, what a tragic thing. And this is a good Bible study for everybody, but especially the younger, the teens and the young adults and all that. It's a tragic thing for somebody who had the opportunity and they get to be in their 50s and their 60s and they look back and they have to ask themselves the question, what could have been for God? What could God have done with me if I had answered that call? What could God have done with me if I yielded myself? What could God have done if I didn't rebel against the leadership of my pastor, if I didn't rebel against, if I had listened and married the right person? What could have been done? Well, that's a, what, what is it? It's a loss of potential. And it doesn't always come from somebody who's got an evil heart. It doesn't always come from somebody who's just saying, I'm just going to be a fool. A lot of times it just comes from Christians who have it, and they just don't do anything with it. That's why with the ministry involvement, that's why with everything we're doing, if you can serve in the ministry, serve in the ministry. If you can be a part of something, be a part of it. Well, I just, I just, I'm waiting for somebody to come ask me. Don't wait, don't, don't waste. Don't waste what God's given you. Number three, I've got to hurry because I've got 32. Number three, neglect had stolen the field's usefulness. Neglect had stolen the field's usefulness. Listen to the description. We, we, we understand it by now. He went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. It was not useful. It had covered it to where you had to pull it back to even see what was going on there. The wall was broken down. Wasn't useful. Do we as Christians wake up one day and say, I just I don't want to be useful for God in the future? No, we neglect. We don't give the proper attention to things in our life. And day one becomes day two. 
Day three becomes, day two becomes day three. Day three becomes day four. Then it turns into weeks and months, and we neglect. And then we look at it and say, well, how did it get, how did it get, I never intended it. No, that's what neglect does. And the more you neglect, the harder it is to get it back to where it needs to be. It has stolen the field's usefulness. I mean, how many of you tonight believe that, that, that prayer is powerful? How many of you believe tonight because of the blood of Christ we can access the throne of heaven? Amen. We have a miracle-working God. Prayer works. God answers prayer. But if you neglect your prayer life, it loses its usefulness. Here's the question for you. Does God answer prayers that aren't prayed? Now, you can have a prayer in your heart. You can have the groanings in your spirit and not even be able to articulate a prayer. And the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit tells God what we need. But if you, the point I'm making, if you neglect spiritual things, it's not going to get better. It's, 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 it, it happens pretty quickly. It has stolen the field's usefulness. Did this field have usefulness at one time? Absolutely. But the slothful, the fruit of their actions or their inaction was a lack of usefulness. Number four, the slothful's field is vulnerable to thieves and predators. The slothful's field is vulnerable to thieves and predators. Notice what happened after the thorns grew over. By the way, when those thorns grow up, you lose a little bit of motivation to clean it up. The nettles. It's not, it's not, this isn't easy things to clean up. It's going to take some effort. Then the more it goes, the bigger, the stronger the thorns and the nettles become. They begin to grow together, and they begin to choke whatever it is that they grow around and through and on top of. Then they begin to pull down. So now you have a stone wall that served as a barrier to separate the owner's field from everybody else. Here's the line. Here's ownership. Stay out. But because of the neglect, the wall has been broken down, and a thief can access it. Because of the neglect, the wall has been broken down. It's like, well, I just don't feel like getting out there and cleaning that up. Well, I just don't feel like it. What's the harm? It doesn't look as good, but still, but over time, that wall of protection begins to crumble because the thorns and the nettles begin to choke it and become very strong. Over time, it resembles more like a tree branch than what you think of as just a little weed. And it begins to crumble that wall. Then a predator can get in because there's no protection to keep it out. Neglect your church attendance. You're here tonight on a Wednesday night. I commend you for being here. 
You're faithful. This is, this is a warning for all of us. Neglect your church attendance, and the nettles will start growing. The thorns will start creeping in. Neglect that time with God, with your Bible. You know what's going to happen? The thorns are going to grow. Neglect the things that you know you should be doing. To him that knoweth to do right with their life. I don't know if you remember that message I preached some time back. Knoweth to do good, doeth it not. To him it is sin. Neglect the things that we know we're supposed to do and those thorns begin to grow. Those nettles begin to grow. Neglect, young people, neglect the direction of your Christian parents. Pastor preaches on a message or he says, this is, this, is, this is something that we need to stay away from. It's something we need to do. It's like, well, I, I just don't want to listen to that. Neglect it. Ne- neglect the shepherd. Neglect the, what's going to happen? Those thorns start creeping in. Those nettles start creeping. Now there's a lot of work to clean it up. And what generally happens is there's too much work. My, my slothfulness, my, my, my laziness, my idleness is what got me here. So I'm going to have to change that to clean it up. But over time, that field becomes vulnerable. You, you're, we need to be careful. Our life is, it can become vulnerable to the predator. The, well, if we, if we take spiritual things out of our life, we're vulnerable. Our marriage is vulnerable. Our home is vulnerable. Our children are vulnerable. It, it's, it's something that we need to consider, and that's what happens. That, that wall gets broken down. A lot of times things happen, in, like, like I'm describing, we never saw it coming because we've got a wall up there. Me not keeping the yard clean has nothing to do with that wall. It may look different, but I still protect it. But over time, those thorns and nettles will break that wall down. And once that happens, we're now vulnerable because we have, don't have that protection. First four, I made some observations from verse 30 and 31. I'm going to give you two more truths tonight, and they come from the reaction we see that's found in verse number 32. Read verse 32. Then I saw this individual who just happened by, saw the field of the slothful in activity. It did not get that way because somebody had evil intent. It didn't get that way because somebody said, woke up one day and said, I think I'm going to be a fool. This was foolish. It's not because somebody's a scorner. It's because somebody just didn't do what they were supposed to do. Because they didn't take care of something they were supposed to take care of. They had a habit and they got out of the habit. If I can say it like this, they had the chore list. And one day they decided, I'm not doing that anymore. And they got out of the habit, and now this observer sees the result of that. If this observer could go back in time and say, let me tell you what's going to happen, he probably would. 
But a lot of times we do not understand and we, cannot re, we, cannot, we do not receive the counsel from the Word of God before it gets to this place because we can't see the result of just the slothfulness, just the inactivity. But number five, we see in verse number two, then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Number five, we must consider the reason for the field's condition. One thing that this series I've, I've wanted us to do is not just identify or look in, in Proverbs of what the book of Proverbs says about a character, but what is our proper response to that character? Because it's, it's one thing to identify, but what, what, what's our reaction supposed to be to it? And, and, and this is just a side note, but it certainly makes this point. We as Christians in this day we live in are very good at standing and talking about how wicked the world is. It's wicked. But we're all supposed to be trying to win the world. When it comes to things like this, we can look at the field of the slothful and say, that lazy. Look at what they did. What a waste. How could you squander that? If I had that, I wouldn't squander it. But they considered. He saw and considered. We must consider the reason for the field's condition. Let me remind you that word consider means to, con- to view attentively, to fix the mind on with a view to a careful examination, to think on with care, to ponder, to study, to meditate on. This will help all of us. We look at situations. We look at, a, we look at the field of the slothful. And we say, we point out all the things that I just pointed out, but we don't learn anything from it. One of my goals and challenges as a pastor, I usually young people say, don't go do this. Don't go be like this. Don't avoid these mistakes. Do that. Or you point out some things that take place in the world. You say, don't you dare go that way. Don't be that direction. But we also need to make an application. What are we supposed to learn from it? How are we supposed to respond to it? We must consider... The reason for the field's condition. I need to ponder it. I need to, I need to meditate on it. We need to learn from it. And this hasn't always been true in my life, I'm, I'm sure, but I've tried to live this. That's something I just grabbed a hold of when I was, very, when I was a young man. So, you know, you've heard the phrase, learn from your mistakes. Well, we can learn from our mistakes, can't we? But I try the best I can to learn from somebody else's mistakes so they don't have to be my mistakes. Consider it. Let's consider the feel the slothful tonight. How did it get that way? We look, sometimes look at a life like I described tonight, just that neglect. And it's, it's sad, it's tragic, but what are we going to learn from it? You, know, you can have the yard of the month today, and it can be like this in the very near future. A lot of times we look at the wasted potential of another individual and we don't ever consider that that could be us. We don't ever consider that if I allow neglect in the same areas, that could be me. We, we, we teach Bible lessons and we see Bible characters and we... we 
we teach Samson and we look at some of these others and we say, man, that was just, but we don't ever consider that it could be us. We got to learn from it. Spend less time pointing at it to draw attention from us and more time learning from it. What can we learn? You know, history repeats itself. You know why? Because we don't learn from history. One reason why we don't learn from history is we don't know history. Man, history is repeating itself right now. History repeats itself. And we must consider for the, field, the reason for the field's condition. Then number six, this very, last two are very simple, very practical. We must learn from the result of the slothful decisions. I want to know what they were thinking the day they decided not to get up and go out there. I don't care what they're thinking. I'm just looking at, look at how it is now. It doesn't matter what they were thinking on that day. It, here's the result. I, this is what I want to stay away from. We must learn from the result of the slothful's decision. Then I saw, look at verse 32, and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. This individual, I imagine them just going on their little journey and they see it, they stop. And they ponder, they take notice of the thorns and the nettles and the wall, the stone wall that once stood is now crumbling. They look at how overgrown it is and matter thought, man, what, what a, that could be a beautiful place. It could be a beautiful field. What could be done? What could be planted on that field? That could be producing for a family, be helping other people. What, what, what livestock could be grazing out there? What, what could be done? Then I imagine, as we read in verse 32, they saw and considered it for a moment. And look what it says. It said, looked upon it and received instruction. I would, I would say it like this. They're looking on it. They're thinking on it. If we could say it like this, they made some mental notes about some things that they were not going to neglect. Like, you know, I don't like getting out and clearing that brush up. I don't like doing the things that I'm, sometimes I just don't feel like it. Man, I don't want my field to look like this. And the field looks like this not because they were unlucky. The field looks like this not because they didn't have certain talents. The field looks like this, the Bible says, because they were slothful. They just neglected things they should not have neglected. And that's what you and I must also do. We must make some mental notes, come to some conclusions that if somebody who is serving God today and they're faithful and they're plugged in and as we say on fire for God, they're seeing fruit, if they start neglecting a Bible study, they start neglecting reading their Bible. They start neglecting the soul winning time they always went to. They start neglecting the Sunday night service. They start neglecting the fellowships. They start neglecting, and then all of a sudden you say, where's so-and-so? 
They didn't intend to fall out of church. They're not even mad at anybody. But they just neglected some things and the nettles begin to grow. That wall of protection began to crumble and the thief had access that didn't have access before. The predator had access that didn't have access before. If I look at that, and as, as, as sad as that is because of the lost potential, because of what's taken place, I need to look at it and consider it and say, I better not neglect. And this is where, this is where some, some people might take offense to this, but you need to hear it. We ought to listen and learn and say, I need to take notice instead of justifying their neglect. That's what's taking place in our society. Well, they're that way because it's somebody else's fault. No, they're that way because they were idle. They were that way when they should have been somewhere they weren't. They were that way because they did not make themselves do the things that the flesh did not want them to do. What you and I ought to do is look at a situation... Unfortunately, when that happens and there's the, the lost potential, the usefulness is not what it could be, consider it and say, I better not neglect. I better not give up some things. I better stay in that routine. Well, I think it's only right to, I think we should only go to church if we're in the right spirit, we feel like it. Well, I'll see you in three months then. Because most of, let me clarify, it's not me. Most of you. Now, we all feel that way. I don't feel like doing everything else. None of us do. We can't neglect it. We ought to, we've got to learn and say, you know what? I've got to not let things go, let things slide. Learn from it. Learn how sad they're on the pages of Scripture. It's on the pages of history of potential for the Lord that never came about. It's not necessarily because of a, it all comes down to, everything, a problem in our life comes down to rebellion. It's not necessarily what we would call a rebel or scorner. Just one day I didn't feel like doing this, so I didn't do it. One day I said, I'm going to do this, and something never done before. We neglect that which we need. You know what? If you've got something valuable, I'll, she's not here, and, and I don't think she'll ever hear about it. My oldest daughter, Alyssa, she, she's, whatever she, she did this when she was at home, and now when she comes back to visit, she does it again. You know, I'm thankful for where I live. Sometimes, I shouldn't say this because some of y'all are going to come rob me now. Sometimes the doors, the back door gets locked. Sometimes the back door doesn't get locked. You know, I just assume when I go to bed, somebody's checking that stuff. Because Alyssa, every single window, every single door, checking it, checking it, checking it. I don't even have to know when she's here for a visit because I'll find a random chair propped up against a door you know just and she calls me poppy for some reason i don't know poppy you've got to protect yourself you've got you've got to pay attention to these things that's just her you know she's she's trying to you know 
to use that as an illustration, boy, if we would give some, we'd give that same vigilance to that checklist, spiritual checklist that we need to have in our life. I was like, and so I'll make fun of her. I'll go behind her and I'll unlock. <laughs> and, you know, it drives her, drives her absolutely nuts. Every once in a while I'll get a text, did you lock the doors? And, you know, so I'm like, I don't know. Um, Are you going to go check? No. I tell her that just to drive her. But anyway, but, you know, if you want to protect your family, if you want to protect, you want that wall of protection. I've got, I've got to, can you imagine that one? I got to make sure my family is good. I got to make sure my children have a safe place to grow. I got to make sure that, you know, I'm doing my responsibility as a, but then if you just let all that stuff go in disarray, what are you doing? I mean, if that stone wall breaks down, a predator might get in. What, what, what are you, why are you doing? The same thing is true spiritually. If we neglect, we are putting ourselves, we're making ourselves vulnerable to be destroyed. The, there's, lot, there's good lessons from the Slothful's field. A lot of times we can get ourselves in trouble. It's not because we, we're a scorner. We just neglect. What is it tonight? We're, we're going to dismiss in just a moment. What is it tonight that you're neglecting? Have you been neglecting your Bible reading? Don't wait till those thorns and nettles begin to crumble that wall. You can see it as a pastor. I can see it on the face, in the spirit, in the in the in the in the attitude of a Christian where it's crossed the line and it's crumbled. Well, catch it before it gets there. Because it, it's a lot of work. You can clean it up, but you just get a lot of work to clean it up. Don't neglect the things. If there's something the Lord and the Spirit of God impresses upon you tonight that you've been neglecting, let's, let's, let's shore that up. You know, it's, it's easier to take care of a problem when it's small than when it's big. Let's make sure that the things in our life are in order. Father, thank you for these lessons.